0: Uh, uh, hey, hey! I, I, ju- I just swam up from the beach as you can as you can tell by the goggles on my face for the audio listeners. Uh, and and um the most urgent question on my mind I have two questions for 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 all of you listening. For the first question is when was the most recent time that you've seen Spy Kids? And the second question, where's the shoe? Huh? Okay, you get three guesses. Where is the shoe? Is it on my foot? Is that your first guess? Most people put the shoes on their feet. No, you don't even get two more guesses. You just get to see, it was under my shirt the whole time. Hear that? Big black shoe. And I threw that in my shirt because I thought it would be funny. But what really is the most important question of the day when was the last time that you saw Spy Kids and what did you really think of it? Because I think a lot of people really enjoyed Spy Kids. But like the, re- the, real, the real disturbing part, not a lot of people remember the thumb people being from that. Everyone knows Spy Kids. Everyone knows the thumb people. There's a gif of it on Tinder. I send it frequently. But when I send it to people, they're like, "Ahaha, what's that from? And I go, uh, Spy Kids. And, and then they're like, what the fuck? I wish I could erase that from my mind. And I remove my goggles. Whoa, the world is much brighter than I thought it would be. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 16 of Get Up with Josh Doe, episode 16 of the podcast, Getting Up with Me. And today, if you're waking up currently right now, it's 2.45, what the fuck have you been doing asleep this whole time? How late are you staying up? You paying attention to your circadian rhythm? Is that even real? Is, is, is anything that we've been told actually real? These are the questions that people begin to wonder, especially if they're conspiratorially minded. They start with the pyramids. For example, they're like, okay, well, not that many people could have created the pyramids. Huh? Heavy stones, right? You look in the pictures and you think, oh, it's a tiny pyramid. You show up in real life and the stones are bigger than your goddamn fist a lot bigger, multiple fists. Stone big stones creating a pyramid. And what was the purpose? I don't know. I haven't researched it. For what I know, they are burial grounds for ancient pharaohs. And at the top it used to be gold. Do you know that? Like I I actually, I actually did not know that about the pyramids until I read that fact at some point which I can't actually remember right now. But um yeah, there used to be just, like, gold tops at the pyramids, and then people were like, ah, oh, shit, I really need some gold, and they went up to the top of the pyramids, and they just, like, just grabbed some of that pyramid gold. Thing is, if you want pyramid gold, not gonna happen. The only pyramid that you're gonna be involved in is a pyramid scheme. What's up? It's me from high school, and I have a deal that you cannot turn down unless you actually do. Um, what's up? Um, I have a fantastic deal for you. So um, have you ever wanted to be your own boss? Yes? No? If you have ever wanted to be your own boss, um, do you like to sell products? Are you a people person? Do you like to be around people? Do you like to talk? Do you like the back and forth? Or are you introverted like more people are being these days? Or are you a mix of both? An ambivert? Doesn't matter. Anyone can get involved in this pyramid scheme, but the point being is you work for free and I get all the money and that's what they're trying to sell you on. A pyramid scheme. I haven't had anyone try and involve me in one for a little while. That's a lie, actually. I I actually did have a friend who got sucked into one of those and how do you let someone know they're in a pyramid scheme? Because they, being in the scheme, as a schemer, right? A schematic, schismoid schismatic. They don't know. They're on the inside of the tornado, right? They're in the little eye of the storm. Everything's spinning, going, greasing, tossing around them. And they don't know that they are in the middle of a typhoon lagoon, which is also a place in Florida. Typhoon lagoon is a place that you can go, or you can go to Blizzard Beach. When I went to Florida with my family, with my dad, we had two options. He said, okay, guys, we can either go to Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon. Of course, we chose Blizzard Beach because why not? When do you ever see snow in Florida? Can you imagine an alligator at Christmas? Does he put on a little festive hat, a red uniform? Does he do anything like that? Probably not because you can't trust an alligator. You can't even trust a crocodile these days. Do you want to know why? Reptilian brains. And those are not the people who are running our country. Can you believe people actually think that? Like, people actually think that, that reptilians are running the country. We're like, reptile brain. You know, reptile parts of the brain. I've, I've, heard, I've heard that brought up. But people who are actually reptiles, lizard people, I don't think that's true. I'll say it. Quite a quite audacious thing to say, but I'll say it. That was me taking off my goggles, audio listeners. So what's going on in the life? I have too much energy today. You can tell because I just rambled about random things for six minutes. Couldn't really find an area to settle on or explore. We went all the way to Florida. We went to Egypt, checked out the pyramids nothing was really settling because I am just, I'm full of so much freaking energy because I had an audition this morning. It was fun as fuck, but I can't say anything about it. (laughs) But um, after you do like a really fun, really challenging audition like that, you get full of so much freaking energy. It's like, it's like, like if you ever enjoy a comedy podcast, they, they always talk about like the, the, the little rush the rush I was going to burp as I said that but it felt very watery and not in a good way um they talk about the rush that they experience after doing an open mic and and that's kind of what I experienced this morning just the the holy shit rush of an audition you're talking to you know the the, the leader of the project and and the other people and you're working together and you're you're really applying yourself and growing and being creatively challenged And that was the first thing I did this morning, and I drank a shit ton of coffee, too, because I couldn't sleep last night. It's so hard to sleep before I get called to set or before I get called to an audition. Like, I'm just like, I'm so freaking excited to do these things. And that's how you can tell that, like, that's what I really want to be doing with my life is because I get so freaking excited when it happens. But the thing about getting excited about shit is sometimes it's hard to turn it off. You're like, well, maybe do something with that energy. Go for a run. Maybe watch some porn. Do something. 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 But nothing defeats the energy. Like, like, okay. So eventually, I got to sleep, and you know that thing where you know you've got you've got an important day coming up the next day, and 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 Anwar is a Thailand pop star. Um, but you are asleep or trying to sleep, and you kind of like wake up periodically. You're like, oh. I, I said, what, what time is it? Because I sleep with my phone across the room from me so I don't like wake up in the middle of the night and check it too easily. Hopefully the self-control kicks in before I you know, make my way across the room. But you can't trust the alarm clocks these days. I don't know if any of you have encountered this. Um, this is a thing that's happened in our household with Jovi and also with myself. Fucking sometimes... The Apple alarm just does not go off. Have have any of you experienced this? Uh, 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 I'm an Android user, and my alarms always go off. Yeah, that's good for you. Us over here at Apple, sometimes, once in a fucking blue moon. Yeah, when do you see the moon blue? Never. But sometimes, apparently, because blue moon's a word. Blue harvest. Family guy. Spoof. Star Wars. Um, Once in a blue moon... The alarm will just not fucking work. How? Who does that? Who decides that? Because, because, because you're going to ask me, Josh, is, the, is, is your vibrate set? Doesn't matter. Doesn't freaking matter. Hey, hey Josh, is your, is, is your phone on airplane mode? Doesn't matter. Like, n- neither of us know... What leads to this? Neither of us, as in Jovi and I, we don't know. But it happens every once in a while. And every time I set an alarm for an important day coming up, I ask myself, is tonight gonna be the night? And I can't. Do you know what it's like having an alarm that you can't trust? It's like being cheated on by your wife of a bajillion years. someone, Someone so reliable. And you're in love because because they wake you up every day. I've already lost the metaphor. I can't focus today. It's fine. Hope you're enjoying this so far. But because I can't trust the alarm, I can't fall asleep. You get the little crazy dreams, right? You get You get the really long dream, and then you wake up in cold sweats, and you're like, "Oh, my pants are really cold, just kidding." <laughs> cold sweats right ha 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 no but you get you get shocked out of sleep you're like you're like in the middle of the dream you're like oh what a cool dream i see all my friends we're having a really good time oh what time is it did i miss the alarm and then and then you, and then you walk over and then you walk over to your little phone across the room check the time and it's seven you're supposed to wake up at eight and you stayed up late working on the audition because it's hard work ah like, uh, and the alarm worked this time, thank God, so happy the alarm worked, but if it didn't, dude, uh, especially, especially if you, if you're an, an actor guy, you're going to set, and you're, you're, you're a big cog in the machine, and the alarm doesn't go off, and then you seem irresponsible, but you don't know what happened, what led to that actually happening, I don't know. And I don't know how to change it. That that is the most infuriating thing. Now, I do my best not to get mad when I make mistakes because I know I am growing and learning. And from a mistake, you learn how to change. But you know what's real frustrating is a mistake that you've made a few times and you don't know what the fuck led to it. That's freaky. This little freaky guy. That's a that's a little Halloween 24-7. If that problem had a favorite holiday, it would be Halloween. What kind of person is um, a big fan of Halloween? Because for me, my favorite holiday, for sure, Christmas. Maybe that's because fun times with the family. Other people, maybe not so fun times with the family. Really touchy subject here. I'm trying to be careful with my words, you know. Not everyone's got a dope family life. And then when they hear that, they're like, hey hey, man, it appears as if we've had different experiences in our family life. I would appreciate if you didn't re- reflect fondly on your own family experiences because I haven't had positive ones of my own. Makes me feel a little jealous. I understand the jealousy thing. The thing is sometimes you gotta talk about a dope Christmas. I've had not so dope Christmases. Haven't had a terrible Christmas just yet. Haven't had an alone Christmas. 24 years of age. And I have not had a Christmas where I've just been like, oh, there's another one of these boys going by. But I think if I was living in a far off land pursuing dreams and I couldn't afford to come home, maybe that's what I would go through. Where was I for Christmas this year? Went to Salmon Arm. You ever seen a salmon with an arm? Probably not because it's a place to live. You live on top of a salmon's arm, you said? No. There's a place right by Kelowna in the mountains in BC. In the middle of the mountains, there is a desert and lakes where there's the lake lifestyle. Where there is, where, where there is um, boats that you can go fishing on. You can party, have a houseboat, take your friends on there, get in fights with them because you're drunk all the time. You ever, you, you, guys, you guys ever had like a, um, like a trip like that where you go out somewhere very remote with your friends and you're drunk every day and then the conflicts start arising after the, you know, three days? Maybe you've never gone on a bender like that. Maybe I don't need to share that. I went... My experience with that was I went grad camping. I went grad camping twice. Not because I graduated twice, but because... Most of my life in school, I liked to hang out with the older kids. Not because they were the older kids, but just because my friends happened to be the older guys. And that definitely did not make me a more mature person. Don't get that twisted. But, definitely had more fun with those guys at first. Like, I, I went I went to a, a particular high school so I could hang out with my fucking podi boys. Um, including Brody, who does the highlights for this. What the fuck is up? (laughs) Um, but that was fun as fuck because during lunch, we would all just meet up and go to the Comtech lab and just like make stickers and play Mario Kart. What the fuck did you do during lunch, man? Did you make stickers that, that said, I heart polygamy. I didn't make that Brody made it and his friend Jake, but I think that's hilarious. And then they wore it around the school. Double hilarious. That's the kind of antics we were we were getting up to at that time. But they graduated and I got to go grad camping with them. Super fun. Honestly, I think that might have been the better grad camping for one thing because we didn't go on a three-day bender. There was a little bit of drinking involved, I think, but honestly, that one was more like adventurous. And we did oh we did that we did this thing where um and I, I definitely can't see me doing this now because as you get older you kind of just think about all the things that can go wrong when you do things maybe that's just me <laughs> but um we oh we 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 played kick the can late at night in the middle of the mountains like the only way we could see each other was by light of the moon and 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 by flashlight and we took a milk jug. I don't know who brought milk camping. That's a question we're going to get to later. But we took a milk jug, filled it up with water, and we tossed a glow stick in there. And then and then we drank it. No, I'm just kidding. Um we <laughs> little joker guy. But um we put the glow stick in the jug and we put it on this central mound in this field in the middle of the mountains. And this field was kind of had lots of like tall grass and it was kind of hilly and stuff. And for kick the can, there would be Oh, I'm trying to remember this properly, but there would be one person dedicated to guarding the can and everyone else is hiding in a huge radius around them. This is a huge field late at night. Moonlight. The movie. But, um, so we would hide in these mounds and stuff. And you'd have to run up without the person tagging you who's guarding the can and you would have to kick the can. And if you got tagged, I think you would join the can defenders, the defenders who can, the defenders of the can. Yeah very creative name um and then eventually it was you know there's just an army of people does that is that even how that works either way it was just a really freaking fun game and then also there was like a waterfall that we got to hike to and stuff that was fun as fuck and then they were gone because that's grad camping and i was like ah shit gotta go back with you know start meeting people in my own grade so i hung out with a few friends um from another school, had to transfer to that one. I'm, am I just telling my high school life story? Okay. But um, yeah, I spent the spent the next two years of... I spent uh, 11th grade and 12th grade, you know, hanging out with those guys or with with these new friends who were actually my age. Hacked your age! But um, when we went grad camping, it was complete debauchery. Like, it wasn't a small tight knit group of friends going out and having adventures and like making up games this this time it was the opposite side of the stupid spectrum <laughs> like there was some dumb shit we got up to when we were grad camping and we went on we we went and camped on crownland because because there's no rules i guess i don't know i don't know how that works but that was kind of the selling factor it was like yeah, yeah we're, we're going to go camp on crownland be- because we're all kings there and we can do what we want is that how that works is that why that's called that but we just went on a three day fucking bender and just were drunk morning till night not even till we were just drunk morning that we got there all the way until it was time to go of course we had dedicated drivers but um got into some stupid shit like (laughs) just like People would just, like, find a tree and, like, chop at it with an axe. None, none of us were strong enough to, like, actually, like, chop down a tree. But people were like, you're, we like, chopping trees. And, like, the dumbest thing, like, uh, this is the other dumb thing that I'm recalling now, <laughs> was there was a moment on the last night, the end of the three-day bender camping, where... Everyone wanted to do some kind of like a ritual of initiation, you know, some form of unity, some form of bonding, before, before we all go off to college. This is like high school musical. <laughs> this is like, like the bad version of high school musical. But they wanted to do something along the lines of a tattoo. Something permanent and painful. We didn't have a tattoo artist with us. No one had aspirations for that at the school that I went to, or at least I didn't know those people. And we were drunk as fuck. So what people started doing was they took like a, like a hot dog roaster and they stuck it in the fire until it turned red hot. And then people started lining up and just getting hot dog, red hot hot dog poker stuck in their butt. What the fuck? Like watching that, I was like, this is so stupid, and I didn't do it, right? I live to tell the tale. But there were people who did that who got like infections and shit. I didn't even think that you could get an infection from that because it's like, like it's it's a burning thing. It's a it's a hot burning thing. I thought you just burn the germs, and that's how that works. No, sir. You know what's in a hot dog? I don't. But but we've been poking that and also sticking in the dirt and drawing dicks in the dirt and stuff with them and then at the end of the day we stick it in the fire and then put each other's butts it's terrifying but the real terrifying thing was that after you know maybe 10 or 15 people had done this all men by the way because you know only boys are stupid enough to do this they turned to me hey hey josh because that's how we sounded we're all 18 18 years old hey josh couldn't help but notice you. You you haven't had the the hot dog poker stuck in your butt. And I was like, yeah, because it it looks stupid. It looks like a stupid thing to do. Looks painful. Possible infection. Scott's over there crying. <laughs> Ended up with an infection. <laughs> Scott definitely got an infection. And they tried to get me to do it, and I was like, uh, guys, no. And and they're like, oh, you're such a pussy for this. And and I was like. Hmm. Yeah, sure. Call me that, but ah, uh, I'm so glad I didn't do that. I would probably still have the mark in my butt, and it's not like it's not like an iconic scar. It's not like a brand, you know, like like Bamarjera. Uh, why did I say that? It's so weird. <gasps> Bam <Argera! laughs> My my idol as a child will get there in a sec. Um, <laughs> he he got a penis branded on him. Dope. Especially because they they fucked it up. You got a little messed up penis on your bum bum. Oh, cool, dude. But, you know, you know what a hot dog poker looks like? And they didn't even, like, they didn't even put the U-shaped part on the butt. They just stuck the pointy parts in. So they just had dot, dot. That's it. That could be anything. That could be a birthmark. Oh, But but we've all got the same birthmark on our bum now. And then then when we go off to college and hopefully we all stick together, we'll, we'll have something to remember forever. I only remember that because it was fucking terrifying. I don't remember that because it was a legendary experience. No offense to anyone who did that. Okay, maybe a little bit of offense because it was pretty fucking stupid. Um... That's really all I had to say about that. <laughs> so, moving right along to Bam Margera, Really looked up to him as a kid. <laughs> what a strange person to look up to. Because, like, okay, my favorite... Like, my my number one inspo... And this is going to explain a lot about me as a person. was, like, Jackass. And before that, CKY, which was, like, the precursor to Jackass. And then even before that was, like, you know... Tony Hawk's Underground 2, where, you know, Bam Margera's spitting, and loogies at, at, at Phil, who's, who's spinning around on a wheel. I was like, damn, I wish my dad would do that with me. Like, I was like, wishing that as a kid. I was like, fuck, like, I wish, I wish I could just fuck with my dad that much. And I would like try and pull pull little pranks on him and stuff and hopefully maybe nudge him into the territory of absurdity like I living in Alberta I couldn't find like an alligator to put in my kitchen but you know I'll 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 spook him, you know? I'll try and play a little prank. Maybe trip him. He falls and gets a broken leg, but goddamn, might have been a funny moment. Didn't actually trip my dad and give him a broken leg, but it was my hope that my dad would have been down with my prankster nature a little bit more. Uh-oh, therapy hour uh-oh, but, um, that was the kind of shit that I was looking up to, I remember, like, going out with my friends, and, like, we were not as gutsy as the Jackass slash CKY guys, nor that original, we would just, like, do dumb shit, like, throw, like, Tupperware, like, large Tupperware con- storage containers into, like, ponds, and jump on them and go, hey, that's crazy, would <laughs> just be like, you are possibly a pirate right now! <laughs> we're just like film each other making weird noises in convenience stores. Being like, oh, dude, I bet the convenience store guy's probably so annoyed. <laughs> and that, that was that was the extent of it. There was there was not a whole lot of crazy shit going on. Although later on. Mm-hmm. hmm Little bit of Nicky Nicky nine doors, a little bit of ding dong ditch, a little bit of ring that door and run, (laughs) living in Calgary, that's where I'm from, flash the nipples for the, oh, look at that scar, you guys, you see the scar, it's still there, might might be there for life, anyway, (laughs) living in Calgary, um, sometimes there's not a whole lot to do, like any suburban type place, so what's around you? is a club? No. Is a basketball game? Maybe. I don't care. There's a lot of houses. So you make you make do with what you got. And what we had were houses. And what do you do with the house? Not break into it. I'm not that crazy. But what we would do airing the door and run. And that was like one of my leading forms of entertainment as a young shit disturber adolescent. Ding dong ditch. Escalated. <laughs> there, there, there was a point where, where it wasn't enough for us to ring the door and run. It started with like, we would find a hiding place to stick around, because we wanted to, you. You want to see the reaction of the person. It's not just like the exhilaration of like. Holy shit! I just stepped on this person's doorstep and I, and I saw their doormat and, and and I looked in their window and they have a cat and two kids and I rang their doorbell and and whatever was happening in their house they're so distracted now, and they're gonna be like who 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 rang that doorbell? No, we didn't we didn't want it to be hypothetical anymore. We wanted to stick around and see the reaction. So it started with hiding a little bit closer and trying to catch them being like, you know, they'll come out and they go, hey. Who goes there? And it was, it was obviously like a thing that happened frequently enough when I was a kid because people were pretty like pretty used to it by then. Maybe like one every ten people who ring your doorbell, little shit disturber kids. <laughs> the real exhilarating thing was when the people would come out and chase you. <laughs> that was like that was the craziest shit. Like I'm I'm a fast runner, but you ain't seen this fast. You ain't seen me in potential trouble running. I never got caught, man. I remember there was one time we were in a particularly bougie Calgary neighborhood and we were ringing the doorbells and like hiding behind like the green boxes in the neighborhood. And sometimes we would make like sounds and see if we could like Marco Polo them further away from their house. (laughs) But one time in particular, (laughs) um, yeah, a guy came out and just like caught all my friends, called the cops on them, Also, what the fuck are you going to do if you're a cop called on a situation like that? You're going to like show up and be like, yep, they did do that. (laughs) They did ring the doorbell. Kids, ring your own doorbell. Kids, why don't you buy yourself a little doorbell for yourself and do a thing for yourself? Do yourself a favor and don't do this. You kids are on a bad path. First, you're ringing doorbells. Then you're selling shark fin soup on the market. Then you're putting butt plugs in your butt and recording it. And then you're smoking meth. It's a bad path. That's that's probably what I would say, right? I I don't think the butt plug is is a bad part of the pathway. Sexual freedom. But the meth thing, don't recommend it. Not that I've done it, right, from Alberta. A lot of people who are not from Alberta think like, Hey, you're from Alberta, right? <laughs> you ever done meth? Like, that's like the first thing a lot of people say. They're like, they're like, huge problem with meth there, hey? <laughs> I'm like, never seen it? Nah, not Not my problem. But um, it, get, it got crazier. Not the meth thing, the ding dong bitch. Um, it started escalating because junior high. The Wild West of childhood, where 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 there's no rules, everyone's wild, everyone's hanging with everyone, everyone's everyone's trying to figure out who they are. <laughs> everyone's figuring out they got peepees and vaginas. What? <laughs> but um, it got to like we we would we would do Ding Dong Ditch during lunch. We'd go walk around, do that smash pumpkins but during winter we started doing ding dong ditch where we would hide and then we would make snowballs and throw them at the person (laughs) that's where it breaks into shit like the real shit disturber territory where it's like okay so you're you're really terrorizing the people now i only did it once or twice and then the kids that i was doing that with went on to become very sketchy characters Really dodged the bullet with that one. <laughs> that really I did. I did I did dodge a, a fucking bullet. Because <laughs> Um during lunch, we would just like this is like seventh grade by the way. I'm 12, 13. We would just like go over to like one sketchy dude's house and we would just like drink vodka. Whoa. 13 year old on vodka. I'm not all jacked up on Mountain Dew. It's a different kind of thing. Now, definitely not condoning that because a lot of those guys went down a pretty crazy path. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I guess it's just a crazy time. A little, little fucking crazy time. Hey, Josh, why are you always re- reflecting on junior high? I don't know. But what I can say, that it seemed like a time without rules. Everything. Everything was happening at once. You lived in the middle of a cyclone. I gotta pee. Shit. Let's see. Let's see how long I can just sit here while I have to pee. Because the thing is, when I have to pee, I say that my brain turns yellow because all I can think about is pee pee. Like, all I can, all I, that really comes to mind when I have to pee is like, yeah, well, everything that's happening right now is quite fun, but I do have to pee. Like, that's a thing that I that I think about a lot when I leave the house. Like, that's kind of one of my creature comforts is I really would like to know where the bathroom is. That's like, you want to know how to make me really uncomfortable? Put me a long ways away from a bathroom in a place where I cannot find a place to pee. New York City. That's a tough one. Do you want to know why everyone's rushing around? Because they got to pee and they don't know where to put it. Even the alleyways are crowded in New York City. Maybe not during the pandemic because I think like half, if not more, of the people are just like tourists, right? I don't, I don't know how much there is to do in New York. I got friends that live there and um, don't know, don't know, don't know what, what New York's up to right now. But that's why everyone's rushing around. Everyone's trying to find a bathroom. And the thing is, there are places with bathrooms. They don't want you to use them. and then and and then and then they're also rushing around because everyone's got diarrhea because everyone's drinking coffee they're not drinking water because they don't want to pee pee because because they're not going to be able to find a place and they drink the coffee and then then they're like oh shit i'm full i'm full of every kind of bathroom liquid every brand bathroom liquid and i don't know where to put it ah new york was fun though new york was fun when I was when I was there for like two and a half weeks it really felt like I lived there I think sometimes I tell people that I lived there but really it's just I felt like I lived there <laughs> because staying with friends in Brooklyn and going to, going to UCB improv comedy class you can see a sticker on my laptop super fun by the way a little bit of improv training for you a little, a little bit of comedy training before the pandemic hit. But I really did felt feel like I lived there. I don't think that I would like to live long term though in New York. The city makes me kind of anxious and not just because I can't find the bathroom anywhere. They have like two public bathrooms and neither of them are ever close to you. But like it's like a fast moving city. Like it's like a hustler city. Like if if you really want to work your ass off, that's a good place to be but like no breaks like you start the train and then fuck and then and then the thing is oh this is like the most new york thing ever is like if if you fuck up it's really hard to find help <laughs> like like um here here's an example you need your id to get into like high rise buildings like my my improv classes were inside of this like um high rise building and you need an ID to get in, and if you don't have an ID, then, then they're like, Oh, sorry. And then if you leave the building without your ID, like you leave the build you leave your ID inside the building, and then you're like, hey, my ID is trapped inside the building. They just go, eh, sorry, can't help ya. That's like the most New York thing. Fucking, sorry, ma'am, can't help ya. Like, okay, so one of the things that I did when I went to New York was I wanted to see um, Ari Shafir record his Netflix special, but it got cancelled Don't oh know, so didn't do the Netflix special taping, um, but another comedian that I wanted to see um, who was conveniently uh, doing a show while I was there was Jerry Seinfeld, and you know, Jerry Seinfeld's pretty dope um, I don't find his comedy like laugh out loud funny, but I'm, it's kind of like an interesting little perspective shifter, it's interesting to hear how he thinks about things kind of, I don't know, you know, the mind of a Freaking bazillionaire, you know. You guys know him from the TV series Seinfeld, <laughs> named after him. But um, yeah, I, I went to go see him live, and you know me, always got a big water bottle with me, always chugging away at that water bottle. And it was, it was um, I went there, and I got scanned, my I got my ticket scanned to go in. And because it's New York, because it's America, they have like airport level security, pretty much. Like aside from you know putting all your shit onto a conveyor belt, and then and then and then and then then they see all your butt plugs. But because of that, something I always encounter is the full water bottle, because they think any liquid could be inside of this. It. You could have a liquid bomb inside. And, and, and so when they discover you've got a full water bottle, they send you to the back of the line and I got to chug it or dump it. And I'm not, I'm not going to dump it. Hydration is important. Hydration is like one of the most important things. Do you want to know why I know that? Because I didn't hydrate properly today and, and I'm not thinking properly. It's probably really hard to listen to this. Maybe it's not maybe it's really funny for you maybe it's funny to watch me struggle but um so they sent me they sent me out like to the back of the line outside of the building and i chugged the entire water bottle which is already risky because yeah i'm going to chug it but i'm going to have to go to the bathroom real quick bathrooms in new york really fucking tough So, chug the whole thing, and then I go to the ticket lady again, and I was like, hey, um, they just sent me outside, I had to, you know, glug glug, a jug jug and then, and then now I'm coming back in. She said, did you scan out? Hey, hey, what the fuck? No, 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 Uh, no one told me I had to scan to, to, to get out. Oh, I don't know, I'm sorry, you gotta go talk to the box office. What the fuck? So... They don't let me in. There's, like, a like a side box office that I go talk to. Like, okay, so there's, like, a big entrance. And then there's one route that takes you into the, the beautiful theater. And then there's, you know, the little sh- box office area. And so she lets me go to the box office. And I talked to the box office guy. And I was like, hey, um, I didn't scan out. No one told me I had to do that. But, uh... What the fuck? And can I get in? And the guy's like, I literally don't know how to help you. And and then I was like, oh, um, okay. So I was about to leave, fucking frustrated because this was this was, this was gonna be my whole night, you know. It's gonna be a nice late night in New York by myself, you know, figuring out transit and stuff, which isn't really that hard because you've got like Apple Maps or Google Maps if you're more intelligent. Oh, Google master race! But, uh, <laughs> but, um. As I turned around from the box office, everything's kind of stanchioned off. And I noticed I could just step under the stanchion and go straight to security. Don't need to scan to get in. And that's when I fucking realized the lady at the front may have thrown me a bone with that one when she sent me to the box office. She could have just turned me away. Already kind of weird that she already did scan me in and then, you know, I got scanned. Okay. So, okay, this doesn't line up already. But but basically she gave me a chance by sending me to that box office. And it was, it was kind of like how I perceived that was either her or the universe um, being like, how do you deal with this opportunity? Do you see an open door with this? And I did. And I stepped under the stanchion, went straight to security Bunch of big dudes, having a blast, touching people, patting them down for guns, and I got in, and then I had a great night, and I got to pee, but but the real risk, I was real afraid, was like, chug the water bottle, and then, shit, I gotta find an alley to pee in, and then I hope someone doesn't pull a knife on me, because that's a, that's a place where that can actually happen, New York is scary at night. Oh my god! Like, sometimes when you live in a city like Vancouver, Vancouver um, you forget that there are dangerous places in the world. Sure, Vancouver's got its own sketchier areas, but, but I am afraid 0% of the time in 99% of the neighborhoods. Like... There's not a high risk of a knife being pulled on a guy like me. Sure, might be might be a little different if you're a woman. You know, carry carry a knife with you or, or a taser or pepper spray or whatever for sure because dudes be sketchy still. But I hadn't experienced like city fear like that where I'm just like ah oh, shit like anything can happen around here like like the the one night where that really came to a head was um, I was visiting a friend who lived right near Central Park. And we were hanging out at their house and smoking weed and stuff. And then <laughs> um, my friend Yaron and I, we left his apartment and then like we, we left the other friend's apartment. And then we were like, we, we went into the subway to get home and it was late at night. So, you know... The routes kind of change sometimes. I don't know if that's actually the case with New York or maybe we're just too high. But we, we got into the subway and it was fucking like kind of freaky. Like, you, you know, when you're in an unfamiliar setting and it really sets in that, like, oh shit, like I don't know this place. Really hit me there. Like, I was like, there was a moment of like, whoa, I'm freaked out and I don't know what to do about this. Sure, call an Uber, you know, spend a bajillion dollars on it because it's New York City. But um it, that was like I was like paralyzed with fear. I was like, shit, I cannot figure this out. I think I think we did just go and call an Uber. Thank you, modern solutions. But if you didn't have a phone and then that happens, then like figure it out, I guess. With having parkour skills, those moments don't feel quite as scary as if you were a muggle. That's non-magic folk. <laughs> Harry Potter. But, um, because at the end of the day, if you can't find your way home, you could probably just, like, well, for one thing, I guess I guess as a, as a normal non-athletic, non-acrobatic human being, I guess you could just, like, go find, like, an all-night place, but if you couldn't find one, and you are a parkour guy, you could just climb up onto a roof and sleep on one of those, which is pretty cool. It's, like, a pretty cool little asset. Sometimes people do that when they're vagabonding. When they're traveling, they just kind of, like, find a You know, if you can't find a place to stay or if you just like don't want to spend money on accommodation, then you just sleep on a roof. I don't think I've done that. But other people have. I don't know if it's within my capacity. I guess it is. All you do is lay down on the floor and sleep. But like, yeah, no, I've slept on floors. No, I could do it. I've just decided I can do that. (laughs) Um, Okay, what I wanted to do was um, for some reason I was watching... A pink music video and I just wanted to run through this one because I noticed a lot of really like weird absurd shit about it but um, first things first I got to swap out the battery on the camera so and I'm gonna go pee so click OK! hello everyone I have just peed and I check social media and nothing's happening and that's why I'm doing the podcast because I've got too much energy and nothing's happening and I've already sent my brain deep into the social media sphere and come up with nothing so I'd rather just like do things with my life. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it fun to be a doer? But um, honestly, it's just like I have, I have too much energy today and I really just have to do something. So podcast is a really good one for that. But um, okay, here we are with the pink music video. Now, I'm, I'm going to try and record this on QuickTime Player and hopefully this all just kind of lines up. But um, I'm going to record the screen here. So, Joby, do you remember why... We were watching Pink. because I was telling you about that my grade seven teacher quoting it. <laughs> yeah. Can you come come, come tell the tell tell tell, tell 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 the people about your teacher? Yeah, I have to get ready to go. Okay. Well Jovi Jovi's Jovi's leaving, but um Jovi had a seventh grade teacher who one day did he do this a lot or did he do this just once? Just once. Just once. He was walking around the classroom and in a monotone voice, just saying, this used to be a fun house, but now it's full of evil clowns. Wouldn't that be weird if your teacher was doing that in seventh grade? (laughs) Why does weird shit mostly happen in seventh grade? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Or maybe life is just weird all the time and we just don't, don't notice it. But okay, so that led to me wanting to look up this video for some reason. Because I guess I just didn't know music by Pink. Turns out I do. Did I didn't know this song "Funhouse," which is what the teacher was singing. Um, but I do know um, "Rockstar." That that's that one song. Na 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 na. I remember just like dancing to that at teen night at the pool and being like, "I can't drink, but I'm so high on the music and Pink is so crazy and makes, makes me makes me makes me want to dance." That's how I felt but um, okay, so I looked up this music video and there was like a lot of like weird shit going on with this So what we're gonna do we're gonna run through this together. Oh No, it turns out that um, Copyrighted content Can't do that. So um, we're gonna we're gonna cut to the end of the video and Whoops and yeah But um Yep, I think I'm gonna call it for today. It's been fun. Hopefully the camera was recording for this uh, ending part. But um, thank you for joining me. It's been a very energetic day. Hope you've enjoyed episode 16 of Get Up with Josh Doey. If you're listening, I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you and fuck yeah, thank you Wes for tuning in to each episode. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, I think I think your own turns in tunes in, turns in, tunes in quite a bit, so that's fucking awesome. But um, yeah, so huge shout out to you guys. Um, I have a link to my coffee in the description, which is like, if you like this and you want to support me for doing this, um, I'm I'm trying to, like, you know, maybe one day I want to do this as a job. Maybe. But uh, if you want to support me for doing this, then um, go ahead and click that link to the coffee in the description and you can donate as much or as little as you want. And um, also, if you'd like to support, you can go to www.joshdoe.com. You can buy this shirt that I'm wearing. This is the Peach Panic shirt, still available. Um, shipping's a little bit fucked up just because um, COVID, the fucking pandemic. But um, yeah, thanks very much for tuning in, guys. And I yeah, can't say how much I appreciate you guys, even though I'm just saying it right now. Um, this is my goodbye move. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Okay, thanks guys I love you, bye